3: This is the Nightcap with Tim Murray and Super Bowl champion Sean King on VCN, the Sports Betting Network. Woo, man! We got ourselves a full plate. I mean, this is a Thanksgiving dinner. Type of plate? We got mashed potatoes. We got turkey. We got cranberry sauce. We got something for everybody. That's Sean King. I'm Tim Murray. Sean's alma mater yeah, on man. the field right now, giving a fight hey, to, trying to, to trying Houston. To some,
2: trying to have some grill cougar. <laughs>
3: <laughs> we got uh, we got of course Thursday night football going on. Not uh, not the high scoring affair that the oddsmakers. Uh, Thought we would have with a total closing at 53 here at Circa. Right now, 7-3 to three is the score between the Rams and the Seahawks. You're looking at a live total, Sean, of 31 and a half. What was it? 50 or something? 53. Uh, and that went down a little bit. And then, of course... I don't know. I don't know who your favorite team is. I probably it's Tulane. That's your in alma mater. Well, I'm just saying yeah, Absolutely. on tonight because your Rays are on right now. Game 1 of the ALDS, the Astros winning big earlier today against the White Sox and the Rays up 4-0 nothing right now on the Boston Red Sox in the bottom of the 5th inning. And uh, I know Sean is uh
2: Sean is happy about that. He loves his uh, he loves his raise, loves betting on his race. I did. I only mistake I mean I have a big bet on the raise, but only mistake I made was I meant to take Nelson Cruz oh. over one and a half bases, and <laughs> I kinda got You're getting you you are distracted. At, you are all in
3: on these over uh, base props, well, you, total base props. I mean,
2: when you're talking about really good hitters, and basically all they have to do is get a double or two singles. I mean, That's true. Yeah.
3: I'll take my chances. And Nelson Cruz hit one off the catwalk. He did. That is a home run in the world's worst ballpark. That is Tropicana Field, but a good baseball team gets to play is there. Is that
2: shade? It's not a good like, ball. That wasn't all-out hate, but that was like shade. A,
3: look, I am not knocking the Rays. I'm just saying they play in a terrible ballpark.
2: I mean, didn't... So far, I have a lightning delay. Like I mean, at least. Are we, you really going least, to defend hey, Tropicana Field? At least we built a real dome. Come on. <laughs>
3: it, it was already there. You even built it for the baseball team. Come on. You guys are good enough. You guys have been uh, to be a honest, World this, Series. It's
2: not the best atmosphere. Yeah. It? But they got a good we baseball. win. That's they, what matters. Yeah,
3: they win a lot, and they're yes. up 4 nothing right now on the Red Sox in the bottom of the fifth inning. Mentioned college football going on. Uh, Tulane is a went-off. As a six and a half point underdog at home. And right now lead the Houston Cougars. Down 14 nothing early. Bounce back. Have the lead 22 to 20, late in the third quarter right now against Houston. Houston is driving inside two-lane territory. And then Coastal Carolina, uh Adam Burke, our own, uh here at Vison like the over on Vieson.com. You could check out all our college football plays there. And
2: uh what's our- the coastal close at? Was uh, it... Eight, total or eight, the, the line. line? 20. 20. Yeah. And it opened at 18 and a half?
3: I think so, yeah. Somewhere okay. in that. Gotcha. And they are up 38 to 14 gotcha. are the Chanticleers. 24? Yeah, 24 right now. Gotcha. So, we will keep an eye on all of that, but let's get to the NFL, which is uh, happening right now. Seahawks leading 7 to 3. You're looking at a live line of Seahawks minus 3. They went off as 2.5 point home underdogs. Sean, you've got the Rams on the money line in this. Uh, I will do a little horn tooting. And for us and for our good friend Brad
2: Evans, who is yes. all over some money tonight. Robert Woods. Yes, I took five and a half catches and over 60 and a half yards. And we eclipsed both totals in the first half.
3: Yeah, I took the over on the 60 and a half yards as well. So that was nice. Uh, we're still hoping, is Daryl Henderson back out there? Is he out for the game? Because this is a... Uh, I think he's back out there. Okay. So he's in the huddle. Uh the play that Sean uh, also really liked Brad. was Sean. <laughs>
2: We're both bald. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: yeah. Uh Brad also really liked Daryl Henderson a lot of his props. Over rushing, but his favorite was over receiving. He had one catch in the first half for 17 yards. We're hoping that he gets back in the action here. <laughs> he was dealing with uh, some sort of injury in that first half.
2: So I actually didn't touch the Henderson props because I was getting bad numbers. Mm. Because I wrote down Brad said he got it at 57.5 for the over in rushing yards, over 18 yards receiving. Those had both went up about four or five yards. The day right before game
3: time. I took, uh, I took over 19 and a half receiving yards. I didn't play his rushing yards, which uh, apparently was just a fortunate uh, fortunate one for me because he was banged up. Sony Michelle was getting the bulk, bulk of the, uh, the carries there. So uh, Robert Woods, man, it, it's funny how Sean McVay spoke it into existence here tonight, Sean. He now has nine receptions for, uh, they're going to tabulate this here, uh,
2: I think over 90 yards. It should be like a uh, incentive when you bet, like, catch props. If they double the number, you get, like, an extra, like, boost to your winnings.
3: I, I mean, I felt, I you know, it's funny. I, I played the yardage. I didn't play the catches. I felt like, I don't know, five and a half seems kind of lofty. Well, it's not because he has nine receptions now. So.
2: Now, what's interesting is he may never get targeted like this again because they only have three points. Right. So when they weren't throwing the ball to him... <laughs> And they just targeted him again. And and listen, this was one of the things and one of the reasons why I was not completely on the Rams bandwagon was I still think Matthew Stafford has some questions to answer.
3: His interception in the end zone, what was he doing? I
2: don't know. Like this throw here, like watch. Robert Woods is running wide open and, you know, he's probably about 25 feet over his head.
3: Yeah. He's got something going on with his uh, index finger. Uh, they have some sort of wrap on his index fingers. So let, let, me,
2: let me put this public service announcement out: When you play quarterback in the NFL, you're hurt every week. Yeah. Like once the season starts, like it's and this is probably a, a lot more relevant when I play. But even now, you're still hurt. There's always something banged up. Always something a little off. Like you're never healthy, like you were at the, to start the season.
3: Seven to three right now is the score. When we look at Seattle. Uh, Russell Wilson, he has an interception as Mm -hmm. well. 10 of 14, 151 yards. uh, Threw a BB to DK Metcalf for a touchdown. Uh, That is the only touchdown for the Seahawks. They had another touchdown called back. Uh, So if you had a Tyler Lockett, anytime touchdown prop, you are not super happy right now because... That was unfortunate. That got pulled off the board due to holding. Also, if you had Tyler Lockett... uh, Ooh, there's Deshaun Jackson. Uh, If you had... Uh, Tyler Lockett, wow, Deshaun Jackson still got it, man. Not as much as he used to. He, well, it's funny, he, and he,
2: he's lost a half a gear, because right there... He would
3: have been gone. Yeah, he would have been gone. And the funny thing is, as we watched Deshaun Jackson, who I'm sure just eclipsed any of his props because he just went <laughs> over 50 yards at on one reception. Uh, the thing about Deshaun Jackson is I felt like, and especially you know watching him so much in Washington in the later half of his career after his time in uh, in Philadelphia... It was, anytime he had a big play, it would always feel like, I, I don't know, Sean, I'm not very fast, so I've never, could never uh, do it firsthand, but it feels like anytime he would make a big catch, he would come up and be like, ooh, ah, ooh.
2: Is it, hey, when w- you are so fast, do your hamstrings tighten up quicker than other people's? I've never been that fast, I don't know, <laughs> but I wish I could pause and show you the look that Stafford just threw that ball in. I mean, he had no business throwing that ball, but the safety, and it shows when you have a dynamic, fast weapon like Deshaun. The safety was in panic mode because he was like, I got to turn and run. This guy's fast. and I not want him to get behind me. But Stafford's decision-making tonight has left a lot, a lot to be answered, I think, in the post-game presser and some of those quarterback meetings next week.
3: He already, uh, that Deshaun Jackson catch and run, uh, 68 yards. So uh, if you had any Deshaun Jackson props, you have just cashed them because he goes over on one reception. There you have it. 20 and a half is where he is. And Daryl Henderson, anytime touchdown. Brad Evans. Thank you, sir. Yes. Great call again. Anytime touchdown, Mr. Uh, Mr. Evans. We tweeted that out earlier today. And uh, always always love giving respect and love where it is due. Anytime touchdown, Henderson into the end zone. Uh that started at plus money and closed at minus one ten. And Henderson into the end zone with ease there.
2: And in Brad's defense, the other numbers that he gave us are going to be hard to actually evaluate because he missed almost a quarter and a half. Right. You know, so.
3: And I think he's still, I mean, he only needs really one reception, uh, Daryl Henderson, to get to, ooh, missed extra point. What is going on with the kickers tonight uh, in I, Seattle? I don't know what's
2: going on. Your favorite, what would I tell you about Your kickers?
3: favorite aspect to the game, Sean, you love kickers. You uh, think they are so vital, hey, so important, should be paid, as well as quarterbacks.
2: I think kickers should all make the minimum. And then at the end of the year, they have a bonus structure set up based on how good you were.
3: So Matt Gay just missed the extra point after Daryl Henderson scores a touchdown. Daryl Henderson into the end zone. And uh, Matt Gay, he is uh, misses the extra point. Jason Myers, he missed a field goal at Chippy. So it is to 9-7 right now uh, out in Seattle. And uh, do you have this on the spread or just money line? I have it on the money line. Money line parlay, right with the Chargers back for Monday night. So I
2: just need the Rams to win outright.
3: Four to nothing in the uh, in the middle of the sixth inning right now in Tampa, and uh, Houston scored a touchdown, missed the two point conversion. So right now it is twenty six to twenty two, the Houston Cougars leading Sean's alma mater, the Tulane Green Wave. So that drive right there, you look back at the pass that Stafford
2: made. You're not that impressed by that pass because it was... Not at all. It was more bad play by the defense than it was great pass by Stafford. And, again, it, if you have an offense and you're, cap- and you're able to add a target like Deshaun Watson, this is the fear he strikes into, you know, DBs. When he's going vertical, they feel the need to turn and just run. And that's why that ball is complete. Hey, I got the Rams. I'm happy for it. But big picture. Really got to start, I think, slowing down some of the Matthew Stafford for president of the <laughs> National Football League. I mean, it's a reason that Detroit didn't win some of those years. So he's got some stuff to prove, but he does have a talent.
3: 215 yards through the air for Matthew Stafford. No touchdowns yet, but the Rams into the end zone. Daryl Henderson, it's now 9-7. to Rams with the lead midway through the third quarter. We're up and running right here on the Nightcap.
4: This is the Nightcap on
3: v the Sports Betting Network. I'm telling you what, if you have Tyler Lockett props tonight, it just may not be your night. Yeah. And sometimes it's just it's the way it goes. You know, some people have... Cardinals on the run line, and it looks like it's the perfect bet. It's going to come home. Your team goes 0 for 11 with runners in scoring position. You go to the bottom of the ninth, and then they hit a two-run homer. Tyler Lockett tonight streaming down the sideline early in the first half, Sean. He was. And the defender for the Rams, as do I, and the defender pulls down his arm, pass interference. Then he scores a touchdown. Holding. calls it back. Then, most recently, just a moment ago, wide open. uh, Daryl, Aaron Donald, excuse me, just got in, and they're showing his finger. Yeah, his finger's broken. That is a broken finger, right? Oh, a dislocated one of the two. Yeah, Russell Wilson. Painful either way. Russell Wilson just dislocated his finger. It looks like, uh, thanks to Aaron Donald on that throw to Tyler Lockett. So you mentioned as a quarterback, Sean, you're always in pain. Well, Russell Wilson's in some pain right now because he has a dislocated finger, broken finger, and it's on his throwing hand. So we'll see uh, what that will do. But, yeah, his finger, he he was bringing it over. It looked like, you know, looked like you've been typing all day. It wasn't
2: natural. (laughs) Right. I mean, it wasn't. Like when you come out of your mother's (laughs) womb and, like, the doctor looks at your hands like, your fingers aren't supposed to be in that direction.
3: I mean, it wasn't, you know, I don't know if you've ever seen the movie Major Pain with uh, Damon Wayans yeah. when he breaks the Great dude's movie. finger. Great movie. Um, but it wasn't that, but it, it, yeah, it, I think your assessment of didn't look natural is the right way to go. Would you like to explain why your eyes just went, your hands just went up yeah, your eyes? Yeah, my
2: beloved alma mater just went for it on fourth and two. Looks like on our side of the 50, and uh, we tried to throw another slant pass. We did this earlier on fourth down, and it didn't work. And so we decided to try it again. Actually, this receiver just drops this one. But I was never a big slant guy. No? I just felt like there's too many things that DB could do you know, to, to make it a very difficult and contested catch. But Do you need to be,
3: in order to be, and I guess nowadays it's a little different with rollouts and stuff like that, but if you're throwing a quick slant to try to get a first down, mm-hmm. is it advantageous to be a taller quarterback? No, it doesn't matter. Just in case of the...
2: It's all about, the. if it's press coverage, it's about the release for the receiver. If it's off coverage, it's about the angle that he comes on the slant. So if the DB's an off, you can't really go at a high angle. You've really got to come flat. It almost turns into like a crossing route in in a lot of ways. But I just didn't like it because a lot of times, unless it's just wide open, it's always a bang, bang catch. And not a lot of receivers in those situations. It's a 50-50 ball, you know, when you do that, but... I just feel like we had a lot of plays in the playbook. You know, I like guys running away from guys, moving, you know, some pick stuff, just make it a little easier, you know, for the wide receivers.
3: They just showed a picture of both quarterbacks who are uh, dealing with injuries or finger injuries and right now the training staff, it is the uh the middle finger on the right hand on though. the on the throwing hand of wow. Russell Wilson that just got I'm I'm assuming broken or dislocated, one of those two, and they are tending to it. They showed his hand on the football. By the way, Russell Wilson has enormous hands. Yeah, They're they're like like mittens. Fat,
2: meaty hands, like (laughs) a grizzly bear.
3: Um, But his finger was uh, a little bit bit jacked up, so to speak. Um, But the uh, Rams have the ball back. 640 and change left in the third quarter right now. On, on the uh, on the live line, Rams minus 2.5, Moneyline minus $2.
2: Yeah, Stafford needs about, what, 60, 65 yards to get over his uh, prop for the game. I think it was 300, and I want to say 6 or 7 was his passing yards prop. I think he's around.
3: He's at 215 right now, so right. he needs. A little more than that. He needs. Yeah, it was 302. Uh, he needs 88 yards. 88 yards. What do and, we need? And then Russell Wilson needs
2: 120 Three. So we're six 644 left in the third, does he get the prop? Uh, I'll say yes.
3: I just want, can you get Daryl Henderson to leak out here? They're using Daryl Henderson way too much in pass pro. There's Robert Woods again. Robert Woods, another catch. He's over 100 yards. Well, Nine catches, 103 yards for Robert Woods uh, right now. In
2: Stafford's defense, when they're wearing uh, neon uniforms, it looks a little threatening when it's a lot of them standing really close to you.
3: <laughs> I've never seen this before. So Sean, uh in pass pro, they've been taking Daryl Henderson and moving him almost off of the backside of the center. Another catcher, Robert Woods. So here's what happened. Sean McVay's not lying, by the way. He's got right, ten absolutely, receptions right? Now. They're
2: throwing the ball to Robert. But this this just shows you that if you want to get guys involved in your passing game, you can. You don't yeah. have to just line guys up in one position. Like You generally know when you call a pass play, most times what defense you're going to get. So you know where the ball should go. So uh, it, it's not difficult. But what Henderson is doing is both gaps on the left and the right of the center, it's called an A-gap. So Seattle's bringing a lot of pressure through those gaps. So the way that you generally defend it is you adjust your offensive line by adding one of the guards into a slide to protect those gaps. But that puts the offensive tackle away from the slide and then Daryl Henderson just broke this may put him over his props too or at least get him close to him. But that puts your backside tackle in a one on one situation. So when you put the running back right there in the gap, now your offensive line can block, block the protection as they're supposed to.
3: Daryl Henderson uh, with that run, uh, I believe that was a 29-yard run there. He's getting close. Uh, he's at 58 yards, so oh, yeah, he yeah. is He stays healthy, he's good. Getting close. We Great still Great by Cooper Kupp. We still need Daryl Henderson, to get a three-yard reception. That would be nice. He's now out of the game after that run. I would also enjoy a Robert Woods touchdown. So we both went in on over-receiving yards. Mm -hmm. We talked about that yesterday. Brad brought that up. Great call. Uh, We talked about, I think we talked about Woods more. He was big on uh, touchdown. There we go, Rams. Who was that? Tyler Higbee? Yep, Tyler Higbee, touchdown there.
2: There we go, Rams. Let's go, baby.
3: So Tyler Higby be a touchdown, but I was about to say I would prefer a uh Robert Woods touchdown well, would
2: be nice. We're rooting for different reasons.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I got Robert Woods, so you see that I got yeah, it earlier today. Touchdown? I got a plus one forty earlier today. Okay. He's done everything but catch a touchdown. He's got ten receptions for 123 yards. Um Daryl Henderson gets into the end zone. That one thanks to Brad. So that was a good one there. He's getting close to his rushing yards prop. Still needs another reception, likely to get over his uh his um his receiving yards prop. Uh, but and then
2: uh I just needed the Rams to make it so that Russell can't beat us on one drive. That's true. That that was for me, because I just have him on the money line. I didn't fool around with the points. I mean, it's hard enough to go to Seattle and win. Right. The last thing I wanted you know, was to not hit this ticket because they didn't cover.
3: Well, that's the interesting thing. That extra point is going to potentially, we'll yeah. see, loom large as we saw Matt Gay miss a uh, a uh, extra point and the point spread went off two and a half. Uh, just quick uh, peek over at college football. Uh, your alma mater now facing uh, Houston. First and goal for the Cougars, uh, twenty six to twenty two. Point. Uh, Point spread implications on this drive as Houston went off as a, a six-and-a-half-point favorite. Oh, Still 10 minutes. A lot of time. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And then the baseball, where uh your rays leading 4-0 in game one of the ALDS. You know what? I'll be shocked if we don't
2: sweep the Red Sox. Wow. Look at that. You should have played it. Should have played sweep. I got enough invested in them winning. I just need them to win now.
3: Today, uh, just looking at what it was today uh, on the board for baseball, uh, we had... Red Sox or excuse me, Ray is going off minus one fifty five here at circa on the money line as you see the uh the series prices Ray's minus minus one ninety. Red Sox plus one sixty five. The Astros an impressive six to one win today. Lance Lynn got absolutely lit up uh today for the Houston Astros or for the Chicago White Sox, I should say, as the Astros won that
2: six to we, six to one. Can we send an email? The fs1 and whoever decided oh, the, the, that score the bug? yeah the guys on base deal should be like fading into like a white background and it be all white like it took me the whole first game to figure out where it was <laughs> 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 like, who came up with this <laughs> I mean goodness um I mean do you agree or am I am oh I,
3: yeah the the new bug or whatever the the score uh thing yeah, that where it got. shows
2: who's on base like yeah. come on guys
3: uh, Houston did just find the end zone, so 33 to 22 now. The Cougars leading Tulane, so big drive for Tulane for the backers of the Green Wave who took the points tonight. Uh, need the need the Green Wave to go down and score a touchdown here to, to get back into the cover zone. Facts. um, 16 to seven. The Rams leading the Seahawks right now. Uh, where we take a look at the live line. Tyler Higby just scoring a touchdown. And now that line has moved. Rams minus six and a half, minus 525 on the money line for the Rams. We'll take it. We'll take it. We would take a Robert Woods touchdown. I, I'm, I'm all for that. Daryl Henderson, another reception would be nice. 446 to go. Rams and Seahawks. We'll talk a little Wilder Fury. Ooh, you got to bet on that one. Coming up next right here on the Nightcap. Ooh. This is the Nightcap on VCN, the sports betting network. this football season your best sports betting season ever. Start your VEASAN free trial today to get full access to our sports betting experts, including 24-7 video streaming, daily best bet emails, betting splits with the money and ticket percentages on every game, plus full access to VEASAN.com data and analysis. You get everything VEASAN has to offer for only $22 per month. Sign up at VEASAN.com. Backslash subscribe. All right, before we bring in our guest, something just happened, Sean, that I've never seen.
2: Me either. I've been playing football a long time. I mean, you played
3: in the league. You played at the highest levels in college football, and I have never seen this ever. The Seahawks got their punt blocked, but there was no one around to scoop it up. The punter grabs it again and then punts it again,
2: and apparently it's legal. Dude, the guy that blocked it is still dizzy. I mean, he did like four 360s looking for the ball, and Robert Woods just got another reception.
3: Uh, yeah, you should be able. We should be able to get extra money for that prop because we are <laughs> wrong often, you know. And when we're right and this right, I feel like we should just get extra. Uh, money. Speak for
2: yourself. Genius is lonely. I'm over here by myself.
3: You and and your BYU proclamation just hang out over there. It's (laughs) not wrong yet. That's true. It's not wrong yet. All right, (laughs) let's bring in Amber Dixon, uh, a genius as well. So you two uh, are great together. There's no doubt about it. Uh, Amber does a phenomenal job. She's she's well-known around town here in Las Vegas. And with a big-time fight coming up with Wilder Fury Part 3, we thought no better time to bring on Amber, who you've seen on the network a handful of times. Amber, uh, appreciate you jumping on. And... Um, you know, thinking back to the last time we saw these two guys fight where it was just an absolute beatdown uh, by Tyson Fury, what has Deontay Wilder done in his game and his preparation to for us to expect some something different to happen come Saturday night?
6: Well, he got a new trainer in Malik Scott and claims that that is going to adjust his style significantly. This trainer says that, yeah, Wilder only had this one punch power. All he did was throw his right hand. But I was able to bring out all the tools in his toolbox. I don't tend to agree with that ability. I mean, that takes a long time to change a boxer that's been fighting the same way his entire life into the elite kind of skill level that I think he would need in order to beat Tyson Fury. Uh, From that time also that we last saw them fight, he has done some things that I think would hint at maybe his mental health not being so good. We've heard about Tyson Fury struggling with mental health issues, but now there's concern about Deontay Wilder when he accused his corner of putting something in his water in that fight to maybe drug him and then fired his trainer after throwing in the towel in the seventh round when the majority of people, I mean, as you said, it was it was a pummeling, it was a beating. They he needed to have someone throw in that towel for him. So He's been saying a lot of wild things uh, for Wilder, and uh, I'm nervous for him in this fight.
2: Uh, Amber, one thing that I've heard constantly is Fury's strategy in the second fight and how it kind of overwhelmed Deontay Wilder. But I always try and look at the big picture, and I remember in the first fight, Deontay was able to land that right hand twice, and it knocked Fury down. And Fury says the only way he got up The second time was because the fight meant so much to him. Fury, a lot richer now. A lot less dependent upon winning this fight. If Wilder lands that right hand, do you think Fury's still in that same mental spot where he gets up no matter what?
6: I do. I think he is 100% locked in. When I talked about his mental health and it being an issue in the past, I mean, once he won that heavyweight title from Klitschko, he said, I had nothing to accomplish anymore. And then he went, you know, kind of on a drunk binge and and lots of alcohol. And that's what he came back from in order to be prepared to fight Deontay Wilder. And now he trains in order to keep his mental health on track. That's how he uh, utilizes that strict regiment to keep him even keeled. So I think he has it in him. I would be surprised to see if he gets knocked down again because I think with all that extra weight that it was part of that second fight part of the strategy which he's gonna do again come in around 270 pounds it's going to help him to absorb the power of Deontay Wilder if Deontay Wilder is able to land that right hand and I remember that fight so vividly the first fight you talked about I was working at Channel 3 in downtown Las Vegas not very far from where you guys work and on my lunch break I went down to Jerry's Nugget and placed a $100 bet on Deontay Wilder. I was so sure he was going to win, (laughs) and after I watched the fight, despite those two knockdowns against Fury, I thought Fury had won, and several people I trust and respect believe he won as well. I was thankful that it was a draw. So I just don't see how Deontay Wilder, after both of those fights together, can entirely change into the fighter he would need to be in order to beat Tyson Fury who is so skilled and it's funny to me because he's such a large man you would just assume that he uses all his power and that's all he needs but Tyson Fury is so fundamentally sound. His ability to move, to box, he's he's great and he has an ability to mix it up well so I expect to see him box some rounds, then come with that thudding power and pummel Wilder. And uh, for that reason, though, I like the uh, over seven and a half rounds. I think that both of these guys know each other so well at this point. They're going to start off cautious and then we will see uh, Fury mix it up, like I said, with boxing and and some slugging as well. And Wilder uh, believes that he has this um, Ability now to move to stick and move and to even get on the inside He's trying to fight like the smaller man now I just don't think it lends to him winning, but I do think that this will be Over seven and a half rounds the last fight was ended in the seventh round when uh, mark Breland the trainer that Deontay Wilder fired threw in the towel
2: Amber Renee Dixon here on the nightcap. Uh, you mentioned Malik Scott and I I think the world of Malik Scott, I think he's an awesome trainer, but I also believe it's really hard to teach an old dog new tricks. I think for people that follow boxing, that watch the Anthony Joshua Usyk fight, I thought technically Joshua fought the wrong fight. He tried to outbox a better boxer, and he ended up losing. So I do think that Wilder's going to come in feeling like he's changed, he's more skilled, he's more capable of doing different things, but it will turn into a slugfest at some point that hopefully after wilder's comments today regarding christina Pontra, i hope that wilder actually loses now but having said that amber what happens after this fight with joshua just losing you look at the heavyweight division as a whole if fury wins this there is no major fight now with anthony joshua after the loss or is there or, or what in your opinion what's next hmm. i don't know
6: if there will be a fight with anthony joshua and You were right about how Anthony Joshua went into that fight about with Usyk he tried to fight like a boxer he tried to outbox the boxer and he didn't fight like the bigger man he needed to bring it and and he didn't but that theory is exactly what Fury did in the last fight with Wilder and and intends to do this same time again I would love to see If Fury wins, him face Usyk and unify all those titles, let's have an undisputed heavyweight champion. And what intrigues me so much about that is oh, I love boxing and I love the sweet science aspect of it. And both Usyk and Tyson Fury are so skilled and at such an elite level for boxing. It might end up being a boring fight because it would be so technical, but I'd still love to see it because I appreciate that kind of skill level.
2: Now, Amber, I think it's brilliant by the promoters of this fight. Like, I don't know if a lot of people know this, but the majority of fights on the undercard are almost all up-and-coming heavyweights. So we have something here we call pulling for our pockets. (laughs) (laughs) So a lot of times when you watch these, you know, fight nights, there are a lot of other fights that there's value. So is there anything on the undercard that you feel sticks out, you know, maybe where some of the people watching or listening could make a couple extra bucks?
6: I have to be honest i haven't been paying attention to the undercard because none of the names on it interest me
2: okay
6: (laughs) um it's 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 the sad state of boxing there are only a handful of guys that are worth watching and you, you gotta test and go through the other guys and and uh Give them, give them a run for their money before you finally actually want to watch them. I know it's kind of sad, but I do like the idea of a lot of heavyweights because that means there should be a lot of knockouts, and then we'll get to the main event quicker. Absolutely,
3: Amber. Before we let you go, we just got thirty seconds. Uh, what is your favorite play? I know you told us before the break, but uh, what, what do you, what do you, uh, what do you like here?
6: As I mentioned, though, the over seven and a mm-hmm. half rounds. Uh, that's getting 120 juice. Yep. I also like Fury by KO. Ooh, and nice. that is minus 130. I think it'll happen probably eighth, ninth round after he uses that extra weight and that muscle to bully Wilder around and, and wear them down and then knock them out.
3: Right. Amber, great Amber. stuff. Really appreciate you uh, coming on and enjoy the fight on Saturday.
6: Thanks for having me.
3: At Amber underscore r underscore Dixon. That's where you can find her on Twitter. We've got a new quarterback out in Seattle. We'll tell you about that when we return here on the Nightcap.
4: renters you can use angie too for moving installations or cleaning angie can even help with extremely specific projects just tell them what you need and angie will find the right solution for you get started at angie.com that's a-n-g-i dot com or download the app today <sighs> spring is a time of renewal
1: so why not refresh your home with a little help from blinds.com Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step and into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.
0: From BBC Radio 4,
2: Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God,
4: This is the Nightcap on v the Sports Betting Network.
3: Indeed helps you find great hires fast. Indeed is your all-in-one platform for interviewing, screening, and hiring high-quality people. Visit Indeed.com credit. Raise your hand if you still knew that Geno Smith was in the league, and he is out here balling, Sean. And coming in the... Who's there? Uh, that would be the backdoor cover. What a drive. I mean, Geno what Smith comes in. doing, And he just leads them on a perfect drive right down the field, and it is now 16-14. to 14 Rams leading the Seahawks, 9-16 to go. How about Geno Smith? 5-for-5, 72 yards, and a touchdown pass to DK Metcalf, his second of the game. Wow, that was something. Didn't expect to see that tonight.
2: (laughs) I'm trying to figure out what in the world Robert Rochelle was doing. (laughs) I mean, that is DK Metcalf you're covering in the red zone. I mean, he just kind of stopped at the five and just looked at Geno and, okay, yeah, throw him a touchdown.
3: Rams now minus two and a half. Uh, This has, I don't know if this is updated yet. Uh, As of last check, we're minus two and a half on the live line uh, against the Seahawks. They will get the ball back. You know, I think it would be a great, uh, I think it would be a great drive here. Slow, methodical, nice screen pass to Daryl Henderson. Get him a couple yards. And then we end this with a Robert Woods touchdown. I think. I mean, to me, if I'm Sean McVay, that's how I'm doing this drive. That, that's how I would script it out. I don't want to know how we get there, but it should involve a screen to Daryl Henderson and a touchdown to
2: Robert Woods. Well, based on what we just saw from Geno Smith, you got to score. Definitely don't want to give him the ball.
3: Goodness back. gracious, you got to score, Geno. Five for five, right down the field, 72 yards and a touchdown. Uh, right now, as you would expect, Geno Smith has a perfect passer rating of 158.3. Wow. And uh, so Russell Wilson, if you're wondering where is he, um, it looks like broken finger, uh, middle finger. He was throwing a pass to Tyler Lockett, streaming down the sideline, and Aaron Donald came in. Nothing malicious, just a football play. And on the follow-through, banged his hands. And uh, now... That finger looked bad. It, it looked gross. It was uh, It was all crooked. Um, just uh, getting up there on a couple other things before we get back to the NFL. Uh, Houston and Tulane. Uh, Tulane turnover on downs. Now a big third down here for the uh, Cougars uh, as they are facing a third and six just cross midfield. If they get this first down, they will secure the cover. Uh, this game went off at six and a half, 247 to go in the game. Tulane down to just one timeout. If Tulane gets a stop here, then the back door is open. It is. for your green wave to, uh, to come on in knocking and get that cover against Houston.
2: So when I was coordinator in these kind of situations, four-minute offense, this is an automatic hard count for me. Try and draw them off sides. Mm-hmm. Pick up five. Because they're so enthusiastic about trying to create a, a play in the backfield. At least they should have been. But of course, the guy Houston. runs for 12 <laughs> yards. First down, Houston. And the if you, alma mater loses again.
3: And if you laid the uh, six and a half with Houston, you're feeling pretty good. Uh, Randy Arozarena just stole home. He did. For the Tampa Bay Rays. It is now five to nothing Rays in the top of the eighth inning. Uh, and Tampa Bay, that is game one of the
2: ALDS. You know they are probably the most fun team I've ever rooted for? Really? Because they just do all the little things right in a game. When you More see fun guys. than the 1998 Tulane Greenways? Well, I was on that team. I said root for <laughs> Did you see how we scored our first run? The guy slid at first base uh, and beat the throwout. Yeah, that was your second you one. Yeah, the uh, yeah. Franco double. Yeah, and then we still home. Like, I, we do things that really keep you locked into the game. It's a fun little team, and I think we're going to bring the first World Series ever to the Bay Area. And, and what are we getting? Uh, we'll go. We're going. Yeah, we'll go. Because more than likely, they'll they be, play the Dodgers. They'll play the Dodgers or the Giants, one of those two. So we'll go. If there's a weekend game in California, we'll go. And Daryl Henderson
3: not in the game right now. So, man, this would be... It's not a bad beat, but... No, this would be a terrible beat. To get 17 yards right, on a good. reception in the first half yeah. and then to not get over 19 and a half yards would be unfortunate. The Once perfect. again, we We, you know... I had the over, you had the over 60 and a half receiving yards. You took receptions, smart man. I went touchdown. I got, as Brad would tell us, I got seduced by the juice, plus 140 on Robert Woods. We'll see. He could still score a touchdown. Um, But, man, it has been another reception. I mean, this is unbelievable. Do you, I, I, honestly, is this a situation where, I mean, Sean McVay came out this week and said, we need to get, Robert Woods more involved. The dude had 15 catches through four games. He has 12 tonight. Is this a situation where he saw something in the defense? Or is he just saying, no, no, we just need to get him involved in this game?
2: No, and there's Cooper Cup. I just think when you have elite wide receivers, like I can call Red Wright, for instance. And it's an X receiver there, it's a Y receiver, it's a H and a Z. And... I can call Cougar Red, and now Coop goes from the Y to the H, or I can call Woods Red, and Woods goes to the Z. The same play, I can call out that formation. I can move around my receivers, you know, schematically, and get them in spots where I think they're going to get the ball.
3: By the way, and just like that, within ninety seconds, the Rams are inside the fifteen yard line. Uh, Sony Michelle in the game. All right, let's just throw it to Robert Woods. Come on. If, if if we're not going to have Daryl Henderson out here, can we get Robert Woods? I mean, the man has twelve receptions for one hundred and fifty yards. He deserves a touchdown today, Sean. Uh,
2: I agree. He deserves a touchdown. I mean, I, I got distracted. Houston just ran for a touchdown, and we we're in four minute defense. Oh boy. So. <sighs> yeah. Now you
3: are. Wait, let me just see. Yeah, that uh, pushed the game over too. Uh, yes, it did. Yeah. Oh man, that is.
2: That had to stink if you had the under. Ooh, yeah. And I thought—I mean, I don't know how he came out of there, but hey. yeah, that's
3: that's an over in uh, in the Houston two-lane game. That's, uh, that's a bit of a bad beat there. You thought the game was over, minute ten to go, and and that's Cooper Cup. Not a touchdown though. Cooper Cup down to the two-yard line.
2: Pretty mark. impressive drive by the
3: Rams. This has been terrific. Yeah, I mean. And Matthew they Matthew not waste any time. By the way, if you're wondering, Matthew Stafford now well over his yardage prop. He's got 365 yards
2: right now. And he's played outstanding in the second half. First yeah. half, he was real shaky. He's played outstanding.
3: I mean, if I'm Sean McVay, I say, number two, let's complete this thing. Forget Sony Michelle, which he just runs right into the end zone. So. <laughs> <laughs> you were trying to get Woods a touchdown. Come <laughs>
2: on! Come on! Robert Woods needs well, a touchdown tonight. So now you've got to be a Geno Smith fan. Because yeah, need, let's go, Gino. Uh, you just gonna root against me. What? You gonna root against me? Why? It's twenty three. It's gonna be twenty three fourteen.
3: Yeah. T- you have the money line, right? So Gino gets a touchdown, and then we, the Rams, need to in score. I didn't tell time. you every.
2: I didn't tell you everything. All right. What else do you have? Yeah, I do have a minus two and a half. You do. Yeah, on a, another ticket. Well, now I'm. Coupled like with the Rays one line and Houston to cover the minus six and a half. See,
3: so you could just yell at the kicker. I don't know. I don't know what we need, but Daryl Henderson. Recep- the,
2: the current score is fine. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. I now if the Rams want to, if we get the add, ball
3: back, if we could just you know throw yeah. it to Daryl Henderson or yeah, that's something fine. like that. I don't know. Um, but what that was a very impressive response. Geno Smith takes the Seahawks down the field, ten play, ninety-eight yard touchdown drive, and the response, Sean, six plays, seventy-three yards. Bing, bing, bing. It was Stafford to Higby, Stafford to Woods, Stafford to Cup, no gain, Stafford to Cup, Sony Michelle touchdown. That was a tremendous response. It was surgical. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And, again, we knew that Seattle had issues in that front seven. They haven't defended the run great today. And also, when they've needed to get pressure, they haven't. And if you don't pressure Stafford, I mean, his arm talent – is it's unicorn like? I mean, he's gonna sit back there. He's gonna find guys. So,
3: uh, people are right now hoping that Geno Smith can lead the Ram, uh, the Seahawks, to at least a field goal. I'm because just... the teasers are now in trouble. Because <laughs> you're at nine, <laughs> you teased it up to eight and a half. You're sitting nine. You need that back. You need that backdoor teaser cover. Uh, right now as you see the live line on uh, on com,
2: and the Red Sox are first and second of course you know the relievers do everything in their power to I can't believe make games a lot more H- stressful H- in baseball than I- they need to be that Houston over that's a beat man That uh, that's uh, yeah. rough especially because Tulane had no timeouts no timeouts yeah.
3: they just ran it right into the pile got and tackled three times whoo- and then came out comes out rushes into the end zone Houston as the clock winding down, the Cougars gonna get the win, gonna get the cover, and the clock has expired down there in two lane, and the Houston Cougars get the cover. Twenty-three to fourteen out in Seattle. Geno Smith back at it. It is the nightcap here on Beast.